Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, and we are nearing the end of season four of Breaking Bad. This is season four, episode twelve, End Times. Not quite End Times. We've uh, still got two episodes to go this season, but uh, um, a, a great episode in the middle of a, a run of fantastic episodes. This one, uh, directed by the great man himself, Vince Gilligan. Um, the only one not written and directed by Vince Gilligan, but just directed by, um, because it's written by. Thomas, Thomas Snows and Moira, Moira Wally Beckett um, first aired on October 2nd 2011 um, and yeah a, a great episode this one um, and uh, my name's Nick and um, thank you at least somebody has listened to me and my name is Honey Tits and lock the door Frisky <laughs> I, I knew you were going to bring up uh, Honey Tits <laughs> I've literally only like marked down two quotes and I've just combined them, so I'm screwed for the end of the episode. But um, <laughs> yeah, anything with honey tits, why not? Uh, why not indeed? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think as we talked about last episode, it's um, this is maybe the, the slowest of the last three, but that's not saying very much really. It's uh, I think it's another really good one um, and um, you know, plenty going on that, that we can enjoy um, in this one. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's uh, not quite in times, but um, very, very close to it for, um, for the season at least. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think like, I mean, you know, you would think, with a name like End Times, this should be the, the finale, right? But, um, I mean, gosh, you could almost have this as a finale the way it is, but it's just, oh God, it's 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 another great episode. Again, I keep saying it with this season, there's just there's, there's nothing wrong in this episode to complain about. Um, it's just, it's so well done. Um, but, yeah, God, like, I mean, there's just another couple of really epic scenes in this episode that I absolutely love. Um, and, and it's not just all around honey tits either. So, you know, <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah, it's one of the things I have not been bringing up either is like the viewership and like it's really interesting, you know, kind of um, 1.73 million viewers for this, which seems like in- incredibly low. Um, but um, I-, I guess we're probably still in that phase where this wasn't like, you know, people were still catching up on the show at this point. Yeah, which I mean, kind of as we talked about the ratings of it, right? Like this is one of those rare shows where you know, it just it gets higher and higher as it goes along. And I guess it was really, what, second half of season five when this show was really pulling in the numbers, right? Um, which, I mean, it's kind of interesting to think when you see these lists now of, like, greatest TV shows of all time, how this is always on there. Uh, I feel like even The Sopranos, that was was that ever really, like, a massively ratedly high show in terms of people watching it? I mean, I realise, obviously, Cable's a little bit different and sort of back in the late 90s, early 2000s, it would have rated very differently to how network TV because network TV was still king back in the day. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's fascinating to kind of see those numbers when, you know, particularly like what we talked about last week, right? When, you know, I'm sure Crawl Space is, is regarded as one of the 
best episodes in TV of all time. And yet uh, it maybe wasn't the most watched episode. Whereas I'm sure like the most watched episode of like CSI back in 2001 probably is an utter piece of trash compared to <laughs> what we're watching right now. No offense to our CSI fans. I'm sure yeah. that it was good at one point. Yeah, popularity doesn't uh, always um, scream quality, does it? And quite often the the um, correlation goes the other way. But um, well, look at look at anyway. look at what Joe Rogan does. He's popular and makes millions of dollars. But let's be honest, he's crap. Look what we do. We're not listened to. We don't make any money. And we're brilliant. So there you go. Well, we don't we make three dollars when we got one patron? Yeah, I haven't seen a cent of it. I don't know where's it going. Like I think Colin's <laughs> just skimming off the top here. I think we need to talk to Colin about where that money's going. Have you seen well, any I of suppose, it? <laughs> I suppose when you when you convert it into Canadian dollars, it's like minus minus normal people money anyway. So yeah. God, thank God when I do it to New Zealand dollars, we'd probably owe Jacinda like a million dollars a Patreon or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we kind of kick off this episode exactly where we left the last one, which is basically these guys frantically and um, Walton Walton um, Skyler um, frantically kind of packing to um, you know be be um, taken away by the DEA to, you know, go into protective custody with um, with Hank and Marie and, you know, the packing for Walter Jr. as well and, and you know, DEA agents arrive and, and this is where we see, you know, um, Walt's um, not going to go. Um, so he's going he's gonna to stay behind and, um, you know, like, Skyler kind of fights him on it, but it's it's not going to happen. Kind of see like this nice moment where kind of you know Walt puts Holly in the car and, and says goodbye to her. And um and and I, actually my favourite part of this whole scene is actually where the two Skyler and Walt say goodbye to each other and there isn't a hug. It's kind of just like this almost like business like kind of um, goodbye um, next to the car as they leave. But yeah, kind of just uh, kind of setting up where we're gonna where we're gonna head next in this episode. But uh, yeah, it's um yeah it's it, it's a great way to start the episode. I think. The, the one thing, like, I don't want to nitpick because it's brilliant, but, like, Gus has said if you involve or you st- you step in to what I'm going to do to Hank, I will kill your wife, I will, you know, kill you. Like, but Walt does exactly that. So why isn't Gus stepping in here? You know, is it because there's just so much heat around it and there's so many, like, DEA agents that we can't? Like, I, I, I kind of question that in a way, uh, that Walt, I mean, is Walt stupid here to do this because he's, potentially getting everyone killed or is this what it's meant to be that Walt's just literally because he's going to stay behind with his gun he's just going to you know take this on himself so I don't know Uh, am I nitpicking for nitpick's sake um, maybe a little bit, but I think probably he's he's stuck in a situation where you know if the, the phone call rings for for Skyler and, and you know what what's he supposed to do about that? You know, like I think, mm. um, yeah, and obviously he's put himself in this position by by asking Saul to make that phone call in the last episode as well, isn't he? So yeah, I think he's he's maybe made a made a rod for his own back here. So um, and and you know we're going to see the repercussions of that over the next couple of episodes as well. Um, yeah. yeah, we we you know after the credits we kind of get him kind of sitting next to the pool we haven't seen him sit next to the pool for a little while here and we see him kind of spinning this gun that he got all the way back in episode two of the season and you know he kind of spins it a couple of times and it both you know the, the barrel kind of lands facing him both times i wonder how many times they had to shoot this to get that right. i was thinking well, that um, too i'm wondering like because just quickly like the way they kind of do it i feel like they've done it twice but then like because it's the third take when it points to the flower it's when you've got a cut like they cut what to his face and then they cut back mm-hmm. so i kind of feel like maybe they got it done in two goes like you know you can kind of do that fluke it in or there's just yeah. some very fancy editing like they did in better call soul with the bench right where it looks like it's one shot but it's not really so yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, and then obviously the the third time he spins it, it kind of we see it kind of the 
points at a, at a pot plant um, and, and we kind of see the camera spin around and while looking at it and um, yeah, I'm not sure we're most supposed to think too much about that at this point but obviously we're going to find out more about that um, you know, in, in the next couple of episodes um, yeah, then we, we kind of, um, we, we come back and, and we're, at, we're at the uh, the Schrader house um, and you know, we've got Walter White, uh, sorry, Walt Jr complaining that um, you know that Skyler hasn't done enough to get Walt to come over um, and you know again she's the one kind of copying the decisions that have been made here I think one thing I just noticed in the scene as well is that um, there's even a um, a purple um, umbrella outside uh, the house you know like when the, when the agents are kind of watching out you see that the, even the umbrella is purple so everything's bloody purple in this house it's, it's pretty amazing um, and, um, and and yeah and um, yeah I think we're probably just kind of kind of setting that up really that um, Walt Jr is uh, not a happy man at the moment um, and uh, I'm trying to think is there anything else in this scene before we kind of we kind of move on is this is this where um is this where Gomez, yeah, Gomez turns up here and, and um, you know, basically yeah, he's kind of sick of hearing this stuff about about uh, Gus and so he basically just gives in to Hank and says that he'll, he'll go and check it out, um, you know, because he's just sick of hearing Hank talk about it. So that kind of just sets us up for, for where we're going to go in the next scene. I did notice that Walter Jr.'s got more orange on him this week, Nick. He's got his, like, black kind of, like, shirt with, like, orange little flares on his shoulders. So I'm, I'm calling this. There's something about orange and Walt Jr. here, which, you know, Vince Gilligan, if you're listening, please let us know. But, um, yeah, I love, I love these agents just, like, wouldn't you love to be an agent in one of these DEA, FBI sort of things you just have to do on stake? It's just walking around trying to be inconspicuous wearing freaking like sunglasses and you got this one guy sitting there you know with his shotgun hidden behind the ledge just staring like what a boring fucking job like i mean i I can barely watch a tv show now without picking up my phone every 10 minutes and looking at something right like i mean jesus christ imagine having to be on watch and actually having to keep an eye on things but um and this is this is where isn't it when hank mentions the word gas ring and like Marie and Skylar and Walt Jr. are like, Gus Fring, what? Like, what are you talking? Like, haven't they met this guy like once? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I get it. Like, he donated some money and gave them some chicken in the hospital one, but like, is this the biggest shocker in the world? Um, that like this guy they barely know could be involved in this. Um, well, he's on the board but, of the hospital. Like, he's a, well, he's, he's he such a, a, a good upstanding citizen. This guy should be the mayor or something like that. But, um, <laughs> I do, I do like um, Gomi and kind of like Hank's little camaraderie here. We're sure about to see when Gomi goes to the laundry, but um, I do. I, again, just Hank in a neck brace. I just can't take him seriously. <laughs> like, I, just, I just, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. There's something we we talked last week about like neck braces and and like I we actually mentioned Telly Savalas in your favorite Bond film. Blofeld's wearing a neck brace at the end when Bunt kills Tracy. So I mean, again, there's just something not menacing about somebody wearing a neck brace. I just, yeah. I just can't take them seriously. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I can, I can totally understand that. It's, uh, it's not the most gangster look in the world, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's like it's, um, like I don't know if you ever, you've, you've ever had to have with your dogs wear like the whole cone thing so they can't lick themselves, right? Like, I mean, it's just kind of you may as well put one of them on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Elizabethan collar. Um, yeah, and so um, then we kind of follow um, Gomi, and he, he ends up at the uh, at the laundry, um, and um, you know he kind of talks to the manager there and, and says, oh, you know, he'd just like to have a look around. He's from the DEA, and and um, and and basically he says, oh, look, I can I can have a look around now with with my two or three guys, or I can come back with a warrant and twenty guys. And so the foreman kind of like gives in at that point, and and you know Gomi brings the drug dogs out and they sniff around and uh, 
person um, but they kind of don't pick up on anything you see Gomi take a few photos um, and then they're kind of like this kind of great transition shot that goes like underneath and you kind of see um, Jesse and Tyrus kind of like hearing what's going on and, and we get a phone call to the phone down there which is basically um, Gus kind of calling Jesse and saying hey look this is what happens you know from you know this is why we, we can't trust Walt you know um, um, so and, and Gus kind of says he's, you know he'll, he'll pay him back for this kind of thing um, and kind of hangs up so yeah and um, and yeah so basically I kind of that that's kind of like setting us up here right of like um you know, Gomi's kind of done his job, found nothing. So again, it's kind of back to just just Hank, who's the only one who's kind of got these these um, suspicions now. I love Gomi just strong arming this manager guy. Who this is the first time we've met him, isn't he? And he sort of becomes somewhat important next season, at least for a couple of episodes. Um, so I kind of like how they they kind of do that. But like, I just I just love the way he kind of just strong arms him into it. And it's, it's almost like a scene from last week, isn't it, with Huel when kind of like Gomi sort of looks over to his friend like, yep, yeah, come on, and then just a dog comes out of nowhere. Um, but I, I do kind of like that moment when they're sort of, you know, got the dog sniffing the the number three machine, which we know like the, the labs underneath and kind of like taking the photos and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. I love that sort of transition shot when they go underneath to the super lab and kind of do it that way so um yeah just like it's just subtle kind of you know moving the plot forward storyline there's nothing major to it but any good gomi scene because i feel we just don't get these in gomi's kind of been a bit absent for a while so i any opportunity to get sort of a fun little moment like this with him yeah yeah absolutely um and yeah like you say him getting to be a bit of a badass is uh, is is kind of important too um yeah and then we kind of um we, we kind of see you know, jesse goes back to cooking later on he gets kind of dropped off at his at his car on the side of the road and and um you know, tries to call walt but walt's not picking up and and um then we kind of get him um you know he go, he goes around to to see Saul basically, um, and because he's had a whole bunch of kind of panic phone calls from him that he's missed on his phone, um, kind of goes around there, and this is like kind of an important scene here, which we'll probably talk about next next episode as opposed to this episode. But basically, where Huel kind of pats him down looking for weapons. Um, so I guess kind of just bookmark that scene because it's probably more important for our discussion next week than for this week. Um, and you know this is basically Saul gives Jesse the rest of his money. Um, there's you know you kind of see there's all this kind of packing and, and you know um, destruction of documents and things going on in this office and this is kind of this is where Saul you know uses the kind of title of this episode isn't it where you know that, that we're in the end times now um, you know and and basically that uh, that Gus has made a threat on Walt's entire family and, and you know, Jesse's really unhappy about this so so yeah I think it's um you know the wheels are in motion now and, and you know it's quite good to see kind of Saul in this kind of panicked mode because I think he's quite good when he's doing scenes like this in his bright orange shirt and his purple tie, which yeah, is great. Yeah, it's great a good combination. Um, no, I'm with you. Like, I, I, I love, like, like I always forget kind of how important Huel filling up Jesse is because it is a very important scene, basically, that, that will be very prominent. Um, but I, I also love um, the <laughs> – the, does the assistant have a name? Does she – because, like, she, oh. she has – one of my favourite scenes next week. I fucking love her. Yes. She, she's kind of like yes. the uh, the lawyer, the random lawyer that I loved last season, right? Like, I just I just kind of love her, like, what she gets next week. Because, like, I feel she gets very meta next week and kind of almost talking to the audience. Like, reminds you a lot of scenes we've talked about in Lost before where kind of, like, these random characters speak for the audience in some weird way. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm Francesca. with you. I love Francesca, of course. If 
voted out twice, first and Survivor for her. <laughs> we'll eat a rock. Um, looks very similar. Um, but I, I yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I love panicky soul, just kind of, you know, and his little wall safe. Like, he just keeps going to his wall safe, doesn't he? You know, kind of mm. going there as well. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird that, like, kind of this scene kind of feels like nothing. But, that, yeah, it's kind of weird to think how important this scene really will end up mm. being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we see kind of back at, at Hank's house. And he's looking at the photos and you know, trying to find something in these photos of the of the uh, laundry. And then we see kind of um, Anna, kind of uh, Anna, uh, Anna Gunn, um, Skylar. And to know Drake you're on a first name basis, yeah. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and um, basically, you know, it's kind of. You know, kind of giving him the you know consoling him I suppose is the word that you know he hasn't found anything there and then we kind of see you go outside and have a smoke so we're kind of you know this is a bit of a, a trope for for Skylar when things aren't going well isn't it that she kind of has a smoke um, reverts back to it which is probably quite a common thing for you know um, ex smokers um, and uh, then we kind of see Jesse at home and he got, gets a phone call from Andrea and we kind of see him rush to the the hospital because um, Brock's been unwell at this point is what we find out as we, we you know we don't know entirely what's wrong but um, um, you know, um, you know, he, he's just getting worse. He, you know, and and they don't really know what's going on. Um, and you know, Andrea kind of gets called in to see him, but um, you know, um, um, Jesse's not allowed in because you know he's not the father. So, um, and and Andrea kind of puts up a bit of a fight here, but he's like, no, 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 you go in and see her. He goes outside for a smoke and and notices that his rice and cigarette is missing, and obviously that sends him into this, uh, you know, this this complete panic, basically that um, you know that 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 Brock's got to this ricin and, and he knows the, the danger involved in this particular, you know, poison that it will basically kill him. Um, and um, so, yeah, we kind of just see him kind of race back in and give this information to Andrew about, you know, ask the doctors to check for this. Um, and yeah, I think we just get some, I, I, I love the camera work because it kind of follows Jesse and, and Andrew as they kind of like race out to the front of the, the hospital again. And it kind of like follows them in this, this rushed manner and then kind of like does the spin around them as yeah. he's giving this information, which I think is, is cool. It's a, just a good use of cameras here, really. Um, but yeah, I think just kind of setting this all up, and Andrew is kind of like shocked and angry and doesn't really know what to make of it. And you know, Jesse's panicked, and um, yeah, I think it's just it's, it's you know a, a good piece of acting by Aaron Paul around you know like just really conveying this kind of terror um, of of what potentially has happened. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Paul's amazing in this whole sequence. Just and like I'm with you, like with sort of the camera work and just everything that kind of goes around there. I don't really have much to add on Skylar has a cigarette. <laughs> Good for her having a cigarette. Um, is this where she is? This where she gets a phone call from Soul about what happened to Ted? Is this or is that later on? Or have I we? Think that, I think that's later on. Um, okay. but I, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, look, the one thing I mean, I'm not being big on Andrea and Brock. Like, cool, great, and, you know, not Jane. Hashtag not Jane. But like, I mean, at least it kind of leads somewhere. Like at least there's a purpose to them in some aspect because here we go. Like this is going to lead to something. So uh, I, I kind of, that's the one bit where I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you made something out of this. It wasn't just a, oh, Jesse needs someone on the side to make him feel this certain way. Um, but yeah, like I, I love like kind of just Aaron Paul just owns this just from the moment with the cigarette to like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I love the the spinning around the camera work. And I'll even, like, again, I've got nothing against the actress who plays Andrea. Like, she's a great actress. I think she handles this really, really well too. Like, the moment when she's kind of like banging in to get let back in there with Brock. Like, it's just it's just the character. I'm not a huge fan on the actress. She's she's fine. She, she plays this very, very well. But, like, I love that shot of Jesse, like, when he's basically like, 
begging her and then like basically he rushes off and he's kind of got that way he's kind of like walking backwards to the door and he's kind of like bending over like just pleading like he's doing this like please like like listen to me tell the tell the doctors kind of do all this sort of stuff like it's just it's just so powerful in the way it's done and just kind of this yeah this handy cam movement that you've just got kind of going back and forth it's it's so good like i mean again like this is where like this is the weakest of the last three episodes, but I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with what we're seeing. And I just like, this is another scene, like what I said last week about how like, this is a very powerful scene and just so well done. But like, I mean, God, it leads into just maybe my favorite scene of the episode. Um, and just Aaron Paul, just completely on fire. And like, think about what we've had in the last couple of episodes. when it's just been the Giancarlo Esposito and Brian Cranston show. And that Aaron Paul is still just being so amazing uh, that we just, he's just getting so overshadowed by everything that's going around him. But like, I mean, put Aaron Paul in any other show with his ability right now. I mean, he owns it completely. He's just Mm. sadly just got two other epic actors around him that are owning things even more so than him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to, goes to the, the, the kind of skills involved here. Eh? Like it's all just so impressive, really. Um, then we get this, this next scene where we've got Walt's kind of barricaded himself in his house and kind of, you know, shoved all this furniture up against the door. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like scared out of his mind that, you know, Gus or, or his goons are going to come around. Um, and um, this is where we get the knock on the door. And I think it's just really interesting with, you know, like this, um, you know, this whole thing about Walt being the one who knocks, you know, and then actually it's Jesse who's the one who knocks in this instance <laughs> um and you know like and i just think it's interesting because you know talking about you know he's in danger and, and you know was, was acting the big man in that particular scene and in, in that episode that we talked through with you know and we really enjoyed and here he is the reality is that he's still just a scared man isn't he and and you know he doesn't have a lot of power here and and even when jesse turns up he's too scared to let him in in case he's with somebody else and um and, you know he does let him in and um he kind of puts the gun down and, and um you know he's kind of like checking around to see if, if Jesse's been followed basically um, and and yeah and basically then they start talking about you know Jesse fills him in on the whole Brock situation um, and 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 this is where he kind of is you know convinced that that Walt has poisoned him and 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 um, and, and, and and Walt kind of talks through and then starts laughing and says oh this is just a setup by Gus that Gus has has, um, has obviously poisoned Brock and made it look like Walt has done it to kind of drive this wedge between the two of them um, and and yeah I think it's you know basically the, what it ends up coming to is that you know Walt convinces him that you know we have to deal with Gus like nothing is going to get better while this guy's still around we have to work together to get rid of Gus um, and and basically Jesse agrees to that in the end so I think it's a really kind of tense scene here between the two of them that kind of you know these two are not friends they're not on the same page but they, they kind of have, well they are on the same page for necessity only you know that there is still a, a real lack of trust especially from Jesse towards Walt that you know but Walt's also got a, you know, a, a keen desire to basically use Jesse to get what he needs which is you know to, to get rid of Gus. This is definitely a scene that I feel if you if you're rewatching it it's even better, right? Like knowing mm-hmm. kind of I guess what Walt's playing at here. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk about it next episode. But um, I mean, um, apparently Brian Cranston didn't know what was going to happen in the next episode when he played right. this, which I think is interesting when you know that bit of information. Because it doesn't feel that way. Like it's kind of like let, no. let's just kind of be a bit spoiler here by say like it almost felt like you've talked a lot about how when Walt's lying, you can kind of tell that Walt's lying. You know what I mean? The way he yeah. overacts it, 
And to me, this I, I I mean that's fascinating to know that because I assumed he would have known this, and he's kind of lying, like he's acting like he's lying, because that's how I read this. That like Walt's lying. Um, so that's fascinating to know that Brian Cranston didn't know that. But um, I love this scene. Like I just love the way it's kind of played. That like, like even though our Jesse kind of walks in, like he doesn't go straight for the gun. It's not like he walks straight in and puts a gun straight mm. to Walt's head. He kind of just plays it up, and then just that that slow kind of turn that you've got. Then all of a sudden he's got the gun on and just panicky just over the top jesse here where it's just kind of like he's trying to work out how it happened like you know you got sold to lift the cigarette you did this you know blah 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 and then just calmness and then i just love that moment when he's on the ground and and like basically walt's just basically saying like do it like just do it shoot me like do it like right there like it's just it's just oh so epic and like i i mean i've marked it down as a potential top five again i don't think it will make it but like again it's just conversation because it's so just goddamn good and just even the way aaron paul's kind of got the gun and like is shaking and even when walt starts laughing and just like jesse's like yelling at him basically going like you know stop laughing why are you laughing you know it's just oh it's so good It, it does kind of remind me a little bit of last season where it's sort of they were kind of against each other at the end of last season, weren't they? But then they kind of had to work together by the end. So here we are again. It's it's the it's what happens. But without really being spoilerish, this is kind of the last time almost these two will ever kind of have to come together when mm. they hate each other. Because really, from this point on, the next time they hate each other, they don't really come back together again. So spoiler alert. So yeah, it's it's so good. I love it. And like, I mean, this is like just this is this thing with this episode where I feel like it it must get forgotten about between Crawl Space and Face Off. Uh, you know, it is the weakest of the three, but like this just, I mean, this scene alone and what we're going to get at the end, like it's just so good. So, so good. I mean, imagine if this was in season three where we had so many yeah. sort of slower episodes, like you would be thinking this is completely iconic, but it's just this whole season and the last string of episodes is so iconic that this kind of just gets forgotten about it because everything else is so good around it. Yeah, that's actually the thing I was thinking too. Of like, actually, you know, if this was if this was a you know on an, on another episode, uh, sorry, another season, this would absolutely be a top a top five. And it, it's crazy that it probably won't be just because of the the kind of wealth of, of great scenes that we've got. So yeah, it's it's a tricky one, eh? But um, but yeah, and I think also the thing that we probably didn't point out is that Walt kind of talks about you know you know Gus has a reputation for using children, which goes yeah. back to you yeah. know to um what was what was our man called um Andrea's brother. Um, Thomas, um, yeah. in, in the in the last season, but basically, you know, like Gus has a track a track record of using children, at least from from Jesse and Walt's perspective, and so Walt's able to use that bit of information to to help him get Jesse to do what he wants him to do, which I think is is really really important. Um, which yeah, you have to say, of- like, without being super spoilery, like as much as Walt is a prick for what he's, we're going to find out he's done, pretty smart. Like it's it's pretty it's cold and it's prick move dick move but like as someone who often likes villains more than the good guys because I'm clearly an evil prick like I like his play here I'm just saying this right now like I like well I'm not saying I want to go around hurting children but I'm just saying like it's it's to work to Jesse's weaknesses like it's 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 clever so props to Walt yeah absolutely and I and I think um. You know, it's one of the marks that I think Walt's probably quite a, you know, like in terms of being manipulative and, and you know, playing on pe- people's emotions, he maybe is a little bit better than Gus, you know, especially when it comes to GC, because they've obviously got their history. So, um, so yeah, it, it's definitely something that's um, that's notable, right? Um, yeah, then we see kind of, you know, Jesse um, 
comes back to the hospital at night and we kind of get from what the nurses say that he has been you know, con- con- constantly attempting to try and get in and, and see Brock, but uh, he has to keep getting banned because um, Andrew won't let him in, basically. So um, you can see him, he's kind of like basically deciding to just sleep in, in the hospital somewhere and this is where he gets woken up by Tyrus the next morning and basically says, you know, that they're, um, you know he's got to get back to the lab and finish the cook, otherwise that batch is going to get spoiled. And what does he say? I'm going to have a spoiled batch and an angry employer or something like that. And, um, and Jesse kind of says oh well you know he, if he wants to tell him something he can he can come tell me himself instead of sending his bitch to do it for me or whatever he says you know um so, so yeah um and basically you know when when tyrus starts to try and get physical in order to kind of drag him out of the building this would just basically just starts yelling and making a scene um with you know basically so so tyrus kind of you know, backs off at that point um and um and, and this is where we see him kind of like send a text to walt and we see kind of walt um in his kitchen and you know, great kind of cooking scene you know like i do love when we ever we get like a you know what using chemicals to make something seem you know we've obviously mostly it's meth but we've obviously seen rice and then we've seen the um um the etcher sketches and um and the, you know in season one um and um and here we are seeing him make a pipe bomb and i, I just I, I love all the kind of stuff you see around this i think it's um yeah it, it, it's really cool like this kind of big bubbling kind of like gray substance whatever that is i, I love that i think that that's that's really cool yeah, and I'd love to know like the practical effects, like what what is it that they use for that? Because that does look really mm. cool. But um, I mean, God, Aaron Paul is just amazing in this episode. I, I kind of I love the little scene when he's kind of going to see Brock, and that that nurse lady's just basically like, you know, like, hey, like I'll call security, like last chance. And just he, I mean, he doesn't say anything, does he? He's just kind of got this desperation look, and then he just kind of you know accepts it, and then just kind of mm. walks out. I love that. Um, yeah, and I, I love I love him and Tyrus like just. Just you know, hey, I don't know this guy. Help me! He's assaulting me. <laughs> like just kind of, I do, I do really love the way he kind of plays that off there with that. And then um, also, this is one of those ones where I think I watched like a hundred and one facts about Breaking Bad or something video, and I think you mentioned in Walt's apartment, you had the artwork on the wall, which was like mm. in the shape of the Breaking Bad logo and how you've got on the floor here of the hospital, you've got those green tiles in the shape of the Breaking mm. Bad logo. I thought that was kind of a cool little thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm with you. I love kind of this cooking scene and just like the fact that like, yeah, Walt's basically making a bomb. Um, and because again, like from memory, doesn't he leave all this in his kitchen and in the first episode of next season, he's got to like clean all this up. So, um, yeah, which is kind of a cool little thing that they retcon that. But yeah, I want to know what this grey oozy stuff is like. What is it that he's making? So... Yeah, we well, can see all these kind of ripped packages of something. So wh- whatever yeah. it is, it's um, yeah, it's obviously um, pretty pretty nasty stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of goes to you know wh- what a badass that, that Walt is, and I love what you know watching him kind of testing you know like the um the kind of explosive from a distance. I think it's like a walkie-talkie or something that he's used to kind of to kind of make this kind of you know incendiary device. It's it's really cool. Yeah, and I like the fact. And like it obviously plays into next week that he's pressing this like ten times before yes. it goes off. Like yeah. I like that, you know. So that to me is a, is a good little foreshadow and cleverly done because you could have easily just gone click boom, you know, like that sort of yes. stuff. But um, and I like the little beeping noises that it makes, like that. Like that's not how it sounds, but you know what I mean. You, you heard it. Yeah, yeah, watched. yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And uh, then we we kind of we're back at the hospital again, um, and um, 
we see that uh, Gus is here and they're kind of like in this kind of chapel, which I think like if anybody's been into one of these hospital chapels, it feels like a very, um, you know, a very real place. This I, I like the kind of way they've staged this because it does feel very, you know, that kind of like kind of sad looking like chapel that you do get in hospitals. Um, but it seems like a, an appropriate place to be having this kind of conversation. And you see first it kind of starts with um, with Gus kind of saying, you know, we've got a deadline to meet. I'm a businessman. I, you know, I need to have this this done. And, you know, and Jesse just insisted he's, he, you know, he's he's not leaving here, um, you know, when this when this kid's been poisoned and we kind of get the point that, you know, um, Gus starts to realise that actually, like, Jesse thinks he's done it. You know, um, and, and this is where we see Gus kind of climb down pretty quickly and just says, oh, you know, stay here for as long as you need. I'm on the board of this hospital so I can get him all the help he needs from, you know, if you need special doctors or whatever it might need. Um, and... Um, yeah, and and yeah, so I think it's just like a nice little moment here, um, and then we kind of like you know, the final scene of this episode, which is you know a um, bit of an elongated one, I suppose, but um, kind of just shows um, again this feels like something out of like a comic book or something as well, where we kind of see you know Gus leaving the hospital, you know, flanked by Tyrus and this other nameless goon who's just shown up at the at the end of the season, um, and you kind of see them kind of walking back to the car, and um, and then we kind of get the vantage point of, of Walt from you know like across a couple of buildings across, we see him on the roof this building kind of watching Gus go to his car ready to kind of you know like um, um, basically trigger the bomb once he's in his car um, and, and you, you kind of just see that like, Gus has this kind of sense doesn't he of like I'm you know not sure and you kind of see him kind of walk out and survey the, the landscape around him and you can see Walt starting to panic you know why are you not doing this and at one point kind of Gus looks towards where he is and he kind of ducks down under the wall and um and and yeah, you kind of just you know you kind of wait for him to get back to the car and then eventually he just does and he turns away from the car and, and kind of walks away um and, and 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 yeah you just you just see kind of Walt's kind of like the, the desperate look on his face and he's just so forlorn because you know had this great plan and, it, and it's not come to fruition um and you know just again like we talked at the end of the last episode of kind of Walt being at his lowest ebb but maybe this is it here too you know he's got this this plan and it's just not happening the way he wants it to and um and and he can't really even explain why it's just this kind of it's a great little moment of tension really um and um you know you know like you just you're kind of nervous for what's going to happen here is this actually going to be you know this big moment where he gets in the car and it explodes and then he doesn't and it just kind of just the tension's just amped up you know and it's, I, I just love it I just love how that tension gets really really amped up here um, I love the kind of shots of the Albuquerque skyline as well because you know I didn't really appreciate the kind of what the, what the city looks like so it's good for me as somebody who's never been there to get a bit of a feel for what the city looks like too so yeah I mean I, I think it's a great scene to finish the episode I'm trying to find out who this extra goon is because um, he doesn't have a page, and I'm I'm thinking the um, I mean, just looking on IMDb in terms of the the actors in this episode, the only one here that I, he would fit would be Chris Mara, the character of Chris Mara, played by Christopher King. Because everybody else here, I can see who they are. Um, but like, it's weird that Breaking Bad Wiki doesn't seem to have a page on him. So there you go. Come on, Breaking Bad Wiki. I want to know more about Chris Mara or whatever his name is. Um, if that's who it is. So, uh, oh, here we go. Uncredited. Chris Mara. Okay, I found it. All right, look at this. I, I apologize, Breaking Bad Wiki. You must have a page on him because this is what the second episode he's appeared in, you know, and if you're given other people random pages, I'm sure that he gets it. Just while that's loading, like, um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I like the scene with Jesse and, like, as you said, kind of in this cheesy-looking church 
place. Um, and yeah, just kind of Gus's realization and just, again, Aaron Paul's fantastic and just, uh, you know, going quickly realizing and, and you know, it'd be interesting to kind of see just, um, what, Gus's play would be here if he can't get Jesse back on side. Like, who's going to cook for him if all of a sudden he wins this and he beats Walt and Jesse? Like, what's what's his next play there, basically? Mm-hmm. Um, and just before I get to the last scene, so Chris Mara, here he is, former member of the Lost Policy Manor security staff, serving as an enforcer to Gustavo's Friends Mess distribution network, where he answered to Mike. Um, and, oh, so he does come. Oh, okay, I remember him now in the next season. There you go. He gets a name. Like, there we go. You'll know you'll know him next season because he's in a pretty, yeah. So and it's actually he's appeared. This is his fourth episode this season he's been in. So um, there you go, Chris Mara, played by the esteemed Christopher King. Um, I love this last scene. I just like maybe I just love these over the top comic book type of scenes. <laughs> like I just love the way he's kind of just got this, and just the way it's silent. The way he's kind of like walking to his car and just like as you say, he's kind of got this sixth sense. He just he feels something's not right. And nobody says anything. Tyrus and Chris don't say a thing. Just the way they kind of look. And I love Walt's little red sort of binocular things that he's got going on there, like his little hunting binoculars. And just, you're right, like it's just, it's so tense. It's just the way it plays out. And I love that look that Gus kind of has when he's like looking over the railing and he's kind of like looking left and right. And we see the little Los Polis Hermanos little uh, air freshener in his car, just the way that's kind of shot. Like it's, it's just done so well. And I love that sort of tense music that's playing in the back too. And, the way it just ends, it's just like it's again you you sort of just that helpless nature of like, well, how the fuck Walt's gonna do this? Like, what what's he gonna do? You know, how is he gonna get to this guy? This guy's just impossible to get to because he can sense these things. So, again, another scene that if this was in any other season, it could be a top five scene. I just love this scene, and it just it like straight away you just want to watch the next episode because you're like, holy fuck, like what's going on? Um, but you could you could almost end a season on this scene. Like, I mean, I'm glad you don't, but like you could. Uh, like, cause it's kind of like just the helpless. I mean, we've, we've ended on worse scenes. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just great. I love it. I just love Giancarlo Esposito's kind of just like his look of just on his face of just like, mm, something's not right here. I'm going to turn away and walk off. And then even, um, yeah, Brian Cranston, just the panic he's got going on. Just everything about it's great. I love it. I love the ending of this episode. Mm. And just quickly on the, um, the skyline of Albuquerque, like it's an interesting point you make because, I think you kind of almost get the scope of the size of the city. It's not like, it's not New York. It's not Chicago. This isn't a massive city. This is a pretty small city. I think we've worked out it's only got, what, like half a million people, if that, like we've looked it up before. So to me, this like, you know, Hobart's not 500,000 people. The whole state of Tasmania is 500,000 people. But to me, it almost looks a bit Hobart-ish. And the fact that it's not really a big city, it's kind of a medium to small size city. Albuquerque's got a few taller buildings here by the looks of things of Hobart, but it's it's kind of got a bit of a Hobart vibe. Like I guess like your comparison, like Hamilton is not a big city. I mean, the only real big city in New Zealand is Auckland, but I mean, having been to Hamilton, Wellington, Christchurch, you know, Dunedin, none of your cities outside of Auckland really feel like big cities. So it's kind of I guess that's the comparison I could have like on a on a scale there for American cities, having been to multiple American cities, like just Based off this, it does not look like a big city, so which is interesting. Hmm. Hello to all yeah. our Albuquerqueans listening. Yeah, yeah, our fans of the what? What's the what was the baseball team called again? That I need to, to the isotopes. A, the, uh, the isotopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still need still need to get that baseball cap, but uh, yeah, it's um, 
it's a great way to end the episode i think probably the um the the walt jesse kind of standoff is the is the better scene but this is probably the one i enjoy watching more um i think it's just a fun way to end in the episode and, and kind of leads us into next week's episode which is obviously a, a really famous one um you know and i think it's probably all the more famous because of the work that's been done in, in episodes like this behind it to make it even more impactful so um yeah i think you know great episode i i really enjoy it um just wondering if there's anything in the uh in in the trivia that we kind of want to touch on that we haven't already touched on um only the third episode to be directed by vince gilligan i thought that's interesting yeah first and only episode to be directed by vince gilligan but not written by him yeah 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 and i think probably the other points of trivia are things that we we're going to pick up on more next week so we can probably leave them till then um yeah i think it's a pretty pretty straightforward episode in terms of trivia not not a whole lot there that we haven't already covered somewhere else but um yeah i think that probably brings us into rating this episode um i'm happy to to go first on this one um definitely a buy for me um it was just whereabouts i kind of put it on on my overall scale here um and yeah well i think it's a good episode it's uh it's not on the top 10 for me it's actually 14 um so i've got it sitting under grilled um but ahead of sunset so um i think kind of you know um probably quite a few of these other season four ones have, have um got on ahead of it um but yeah i think it's i think it's a good episode there's some good tension but um you know when i look at ones that i've got above it you know ones like cornered which we talked about recently you know box cutter but also like you know bags in the river uh grilled obviously um you know half measures pilot you know ones like that i think are a better episode so yeah, I think, you know, just inside the top 15 kind of feels about right, I think, for just me anyway. For, for you anyway, I'll just, while I'm on the page, and I remember 29th, this came in on the ringers overall list, so about the halfway point, interesting. Yeah. Um, buy it for me, 100% buy. Uh, I'm putting this at number eight. Um, I really enjoy this episode. I think it's... I, I don't know if it's an underrated episode because I feel like, again, it may be, you know, people talk about Crawl Space, people talk about Face Off, but they don't talk about End Times. Like, it's just, it's, it, you talked, I think, last season, was it about the trilogy of sort of episodes we had? Mm. Um, and then kind of, this to me is like a trilogy and this is just such a good episode. Like, again, nothing wrong with it. Everything's great. There's some epic scenes in it that, as we said, if this was any other season, we'd be, you know, maybe locking them in for a top five. But, I just, I just, I'm, I'm hooked to every single second of this episode, like I was last week, and you know, not as high as obviously last week because Crawl Space is my number one still, but just so good, and like Aaron Paul is incredible, and just in, in a part of this show when Brian Cranston and Giancarlo Esposito are owning everything, it's just, it's just so good. Um, so yeah, I, I love it. The final scene is great. The scene between Walt and Jesse is great. Uh, just, I, I really do like this episode. So, yeah, number eight for me, which uh, is just below one minute and just ahead of And the Bags in the River. Yeah, I think we're talking in very similar terms here, you know, in, in the scheme of things, eight and 14 is not, not a massive difference here, but uh, we're, we're actually not that far off um, off our 50. I think this is uh, this is 45, so um, uh, 45th episode, so we're barreling towards that 50 um, pretty quickly, um, and obviously we're barreling even more quickly towards uh, the season finale, which is next week, which is Face Off, I think, one of the more famous episodes of Breaking Bad, and, and for good reason, I think it's, it is a really great episode. It might be my favourite finale. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, again, if we what do we classify as the mid-season finale as being like we're obviously going to be lumping it into one season next season. So, um, but 
No, I, I love it. I mean, look, I've mentioned it many a times about the, the one scene in it, which is maybe my favourite scene of Breaking Bad. Um, and uh, one of these scenes, which I just, I rewound about five times the first time I watched it. Like, it's just it's just epic. Um, if I right now had to say what would my number one scene be of this season, it would be this scene. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and like, one thing too, which, uh, you know, mention it now and we'll no doubt mention it next week, but it was actually written, I believe, to be the series finale. Like they kind of had it in mind that this could be it. And like, don't get me wrong, I'm glad that we got a fifth season and I'm glad that it ended how it did. I think Breaking Bad is one of the rare shows in which it, it ends perfectly. There's nothing wrong with how the show ends. It wraps up everything and it, it does the job. But had it ended next week, weirdly would have been okay with it. Like I would have more questions. Of course we would. But I think the way it ends is kind of fine. Um, so, yeah, like epic, 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 epic stuff next week. Um, and, yeah, just such an amazing episode of Breaking Bad. And I'm I'm very excited to get to it next week and get to this one scene that I've just been, uh, you know, like I, I just say here on the Oz Network, we, we, we covered the movie Face Off a few years ago, which was, I say, one of my favourite episodes I've ever covered because that is a great movie. Shut up, Nick. Face Off is a great movie. Um, so I need to work out at the end of next week whether I like Face Off episode of Breaking Bad or Face Off movie starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Um, well, I think um, one of the things that's quite interesting to talk about with this one is that I think people think of that really iconic scene from next week as being you know really great, but I think there's so much other good stuff in this episode oh, too, which I think often often gets forgotten. You know, so. And, and that's the thing for me that I'm going to be really talking about is yeah that scene's awesome but actually there's some great stuff and actually I think the the kind of the musical bit that comes after it is is um, really really great too I can't wait to talk about that because I, I love the music there but um, oh the the yeah. final the final song of the episode yeah, I love yeah. that song yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's great um, and I'll just can I just and- kind of put one quick thing I want to say just really quickly for those who maybe are watching along with us and have never seen the episode. I'm just going to say this right now. Our graphic for next week on our social media will contain a very big spoiler because the image (laughs) that Nick knows I'm talking about, I could not not have that as our image for the episode. So if you maybe like download these via our website or our Instagram or our Twitter, don't download it next week until you've listened. Like, well, that's a bit hard. You got to download it to listen to it. Go to our like iTunes or whatever it is and download it there, and then look at the graphic. Does that make sense? Because like the the picture will spoil <laughs> the episode. So just saying that right now, and Nick knows what I'm talking about because I have had that image as our graphic for next week because it's very graphic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, great episode. Um, I, there's there's kind of a lot of little bits of trivia that I'm looking forward to talking through next. next obviously, we've hinted at some of them in this episode, but there'll be other ones too. So, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of talk that through. Um, when we get there, um, yeah. So, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, but um, until then, I think we should probably leave it here for now. Um, been a great episode to talk through this one as well. Um, if you've got any feedback for us, make sure you flick it on through to us. Um. And and um, like us on all the usual kind of social media networks, um, check out what else is going on at uh, the Oz Network these days. There's uh, bound to be something else that you'll be interested in as well, or at least we hope so. Um, and, um, and of course, our sister sites like uh, uh, 007. Is that our only sister site? Have we got any others? Uh, off the podium, Eurovision, oh, they're course, technically sister sites. Australian Survivor Archives, technically all sister shows, you know. 
So, see, yeah. I knew. So I knew there were. I knew there were quite a few. Um, you you, you remember Double Oz Seven? That's the only one you give a shit about. You don't care about the Olympics, Eurovision, or Australian <laughs> Survivor history. So yeah, you're probably, right. probably, probably tapping my hand there a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, that's all good. Um, but no, until then, I um, look forward to coming and talking through the season finale um, face off. But until then, uh, my name's Nick, and um, I don't know if I'm speaking English here. And my name is Ben, and stop laughing! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.